You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. Holy crap, my vaginger hurts. <laughs> I just woke up and did my very first Peloton ride, and I was expecting the seat to be like painful. I haven't done a spin class since God. When I still lived at home, I lived right by the um, let's see, the 24 hour that's no longer there off of like Arden and Fair Oaks. And I remember I used to meet my friends Amber, Annalise, Shannon. We would all go to like the 5 a.m. spin class. Katie would come and we would all hold each other accountable. And sometimes someone wouldn't show up. But that is literally the only time that I've ever done spin. So why did I want a Peloton so bad? Well, because it looks fun. And let me tell you, it fucking is. I'm out of breath. I decided not to take a shower and just jump right into doing the podcast because here's the thing. Having something that you can do at home and work out, like my skin is hella dry all the time, but now that it's getting cold outside, I I look like I'm about to crack open and shatter into a million different pieces. My skin is so embarrassing, embarrassingly, is that even a word? Embarrassing? My skin's hella dry. It is not a good look. So I can't be out here showering eight times a day. Brett literally takes like six showers a day. I take two and two is already pushing it. So... I want to do another spin. I don't even know if that's what you call it. I want to do another ride. I fucking don't know. <laughs> but I don't, I can't be like showering 80 times a day. So I, I woke up, I did my ride, I made a coffee, and then I was going to shower. But instead, I just made the bed and started recording the podcast. Because if I want to do another one, like I'm not just out going to be out here showering 80 times a day. First of all, I've told you guys about the body wash that I like. It's like $8.99. Brett's going to kill me if I start going through that. Like, like it's going out of business going out of style. What's the quote? Oh, God. So yeah, um, I, I did get a seat cover for the Peloton. My friend Michelle recommended some uh, seat cover and a fan. It's fucking good looking out because that fan came in clutch today. Um, so I got a fan. I got a seat cover. The seat cover does not appear to be doing anything because holy crap. Also, I did decided not to get the heart rate monitor from Peloton. So when I do the rides, it's showing that I only burned like the last. OK, so I did a cl- an actual class day, a 30 minute class. And then I wanted to try out the scenic ride, mostly because Brett said that he couldn't figure out how to get his music linked to the scenic ride. So I was trying to figure that out and I couldn't. So if anyone knows how to do that, please let me know, because we synced our Apple music. So how do we play our Apple music through the fucking thing while we're on a scenic ride? Anyways, I was on the scenic ride. My watch told me I burned like 130 calories. Meanwhile, the Peloton screen told me I burned like 20 because I don't have the heart rate monitor. So it's just doing it off an average, apparently of like how hard I'm working. I felt like I was working fucking hard though. Okay. So let me back up and just tell you about the Peloton saga. First of all, let me get my coffee. I can't wait to get better at this. Like, you know how you start everything and you suck or like anything that you're like new at, you're terrible at it. And then obviously you get better. I can't wait to be better at this because it fucking felt hard. I was taking um, Alex's class, a club bangers, hella good music. I was so pumped. Um, and I, he had the resistance up in like the 50s, 60s. Boy, fucking Bye. Ain't no damn way in hell. And so it had me thinking of like when I first started Hot Pilates and how terrible I was. I mean, I'm still terrible now. (laughs) There will be classes. Oh, my God. Where I just like they always tell you if you need to take a break, you know, take one sitting upright on your on your mat. That way, you know, your heart rate, whatever. Fitness, fitness, fitness. I don't fucking understand. They're like, don't lay down or whatever. But I do not give a fuck. I don't care how dead I look. I will lay down sometimes and not move. And there's been a few times where Lindy, she'll come over and like 
look at me to make sure I'm not dead because it looks like it. That's the thing, though. I just don't care these days. Do you remember a time when going to the gym was stressful, when like working out was, I don't know, you felt self-conscious and like you cared what other people thought? I remember I used to wear makeup to the gym. Like I used to have hella cute outfits. Boy, bye. I do not give, I'm, I love that the gym is so normalized now. Like if I'm struggling, you're going to know that I'm struggling. If I'm dead, if I'm sweating, if my heart is pounding, if I need a break, it's going to be obvious. My gym clothes do not match. I do not wear makeup. I do not care who sees me. I am just, I, I just love the way that like the gym and fitness has evolved because I'm fucking comfortable doing any type of workout. Like ain't no shame in my game, but the Peloton is nice because no one sees how rough <laughs> I had it this morning and let me tell you, it was rough. Okay, so let me back up to the whole Peloton story. Some of you did see it unfold a little bit on my Instagram, but even if you did see it unfold, you don't you don't have the full story because yesterday was like an adventure in Peloton land. So you guys know the journey, the saga. I was supposed to get it January 4th. I fought tooth and nail. I finally got it um, as a November 2nd delivery date, which was yesterday. Well, when you're listening to this, it will be two days ago. So I'm recording this on Tuesday. It comes out on Wednesday. You know how this works. This ain't your first time. Oh, wait, but if it is welcome, thanks for joining me on episode 23 of the What the Chuck podcast. My name's Megan Rage. Let me take a sip of this coffee. I need to take a breath. Woo. I normally, (laughs) I normally don't like work out before I do this podcast. So I feel like I'm fucking really going for it. When I was on the morning show, with Wayne and Jay, um, there was a point in my life where I was taking these energy pills because I'm not a morning person. And so some days it would be really rough and like they would get me in trouble for falling asleep during the show, like during commercials and stuff. So there were these little yellow pills that I took that were, I purchased them at GNC at the time I was working out with a trainer and he said they were really good for energy. Well, everyone in the building knew when I had taken one because I was off the fucking rails. Like it made me talk so fast. I had to pee every two seconds. Those pills are not sold at nutrition shops anymore. Pretty sure there was like something that ended up being wrong with them. But um, that's how I feel right now. Just like cracked out times 10 just from getting those good endorphins flowing first thing in the morning. Man, that's a good feeling. I know there's going to be mornings that I don't want to do it, but it does feel really nice. Okay, let me take a sip of my coffee because shockingly, I've only had one sip so far. (laughs) The best part of waking up is Peloton in your cup. Ow, fuck. I should shut the window. The neighbor's right outside. Okay, so yesterday, I had my day all planned out. (laughs) I was going to, you know, wake up, which I did, uh, wait for the Peloton, do a workout, possibly go to hot Pilates. Um, I just I just had a whole thing that was going to happen. Yes, do my show and then finish watching the show that we were watching. But I'm going to get into that later. So I get an email um, at like, mm, I don't know. I was supposed to get the, the Peloton between 11 and 2. And I got an email like a little before noon saying that there was there was going to be a delay. My window was now going to be from 2 to 4. Um, reply back to confirm, which I missed. I didn't see that right away until I read the email for like the 20th time. Brett always says that I have trouble reading um, instructions. Our friends came and visited from Chicago a little while back. And they brought us a Chicago style pizza and Brett had to work late one night and he was like, can you put the pizza in? And I disclaimer, I just don't really do much in the cooking department. Like I help him last night. I helped make a dry rub for like the chicken, but I, I even need guidance there. Like I almost put olive oil in it. He was like only the dry ingredients. I'm like, OK, I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. Uh, it's something that I'm super self-conscious about. 
It's actually something that caused a big argument lately. And I realized it's, I feel so stupid using the word trigger. Now it goes to therapy once, triggered. (laughs) But it's something that like caused a huge argument between us recently because I did not grow up with a mom that taught me how to cook. And I know that's stereotypical. I know it's not like moms that teach, you know, girls how to cook, but it was my mom that cooked when we were younger. And so after she went into a convalescent hospital, it was my dad and my dad, he barbecued a a lot of salmon, a lot of burgers. And then my job was to microwave macaroni and cheese. Like I did it, you know, on the box said stovetop microwave. I always did it in the microwave, probably because when this started, I was very young. Um, and so like we ate a lot of like stovetop stuffing in the microwave, a lot of like scallop potatoes in the microwave, a lot of mac and cheese in the microwave. But other than that, like my dad was making me lunches. I used to like to eat dry top ramen. And then we I would come home from school and we would pick up dinner and go to my mom's. So I don't know how to do certain things. And so recently Brett threw that at me saying that like I don't, you know, I don't have dinner on the table at night. And I'm like, I fuck, you don't think I wish I could? Like you don't. You don't think I want to be able to do that? But I've said it before on this podcast. Do you want to eat a good dinner or do you not? It's your choice. So um, we the other day we were making something to take over to my brothers for Halloween. We were making sausage rolls, which he has taught me how to make and I'm pretty good at it. But normally he rolls out the puff pastry and then I do the sausage meat. But I broke a nail um, wiping down the counters. My nails are so strong. But sometimes when I'm wiping the counters, I jam my finger into the back and my nail will crack. So my nail cracked and I had to pull it off. So, you know, when like your skin under your nails exposed. So I was like, I can't put my hands in sausage meat like it's just not happening today. My finger is so sore and it's like bloody, like, ew, no. So he was like, roll out, you can roll out the pastry then. And I was like, I've never rolled pastry out before. And he was like, you've never rolled out a pastry. And I was like, Brett, you're triggering me. It's not my fault. Don't make me feel like I'm a bad person because I don't know how to roll out pastry. I was never taught. And so it was good because in that moment, I didn't say it like that. I just said, Brett, I I can't help that I don't know how to roll out pastry. Like, don't make this a thing. And he realized in that moment that that was a, once again, trigger. He realized that was a trigger for me. And instead, he normally would just make me feel bad about it. But instead, he realized and he showed me how to roll out the puff pastry, which was really nice of him. So now I know what I'm doing. Well, I mean, I'm, I was still bad at it. And this always happens. He asks me to do something and I start doing it. And then he just ends up doing it because he can do it better. So, I mean, at least he tried to show me I'm not the best at it. But again, practice makes perfect. Okay, anyways, I don't fuck. How did I even get there? No clue. So I was waiting around yesterday. They say they've extended the window from two to four. And I don't. Oh, reading the directions carefully. Okay, that's where I. So with the pizza, going back to the Chicago style pizza, I didn't read the directions and I put it. I took it out of the tin and put it in the oven. So it collapsed, collapsed. And he gets home and he's so excited about the Chicago style pizza. And he's like, you didn't read the directions right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I tend to skim over things or like miss words. I don't know if that's just because I'm like high strung and I my eyeballs can't concentrate. I don't know what it is, but. So, um, yeah, he it says it's going to come from two to four. So I didn't read that I had to respond. So I responded super late. Didn't hear anything back. So 408 rolls around and they're not there. I haven't heard anything because they say they're going to call you 30 minutes before. And here's the thing. My friend Summer, she got her bike delivered yesterday and hers came on time. She was like, I'm pissed because it didn't come in a Peloton van. It came from a third party. And I was like, oh, that sucks. You wanted the whole experience. And I was like, I don't know if mine's coming from from a third party. I know that people who are getting it from a third party were informed beforehand, like my friend Amanda. She's getting hers from a third party. She already knows that. 
So I was expecting to get mine from a Peloton van. I always see them in my neighborhood. Um, So I call the number that was on the email, which was a different number than any number that I've called. And the reason that I know this is because the fuck is because the phone number on the email was almost identical to my phone number. Do you think they have custom? Because, you know, when I called in, all I needed was my address to confirm. Maybe it was custom. Ooh, Peloton, you fancy. I'd be curious to know if that was like a special number for me. So they I don't think they're that fucking high tech. I mean, I've been dealing with them. They're a bunch of idiots. So I call the number. It rings like a cell phone. And this guy answers, hello. You know that ludicrous skit from his album? Hello? Hello? Mm, why are you talking like that? Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all coming through? I don't know. I don't be feeling like driving. Man, fuck all that. <laughs> okay, if you don't know the skit, then you don't know. You don't know it, you don't know it. Um, He sounded like that. His voice was like, hello? And I was like, man, I already told you guys last week that I have a really high, hard time hearing certain things. My eardrums, I got earwax, so I could barely hear him. And I was like, hi, I explained the story. I hear his a fire alarm chirping in the background like okay so this guy's clearly working from home hey I'm just happy that it's not outsourced it's he's clearly from America I hear his freaking alarm chirping he was like oh weird I still see here that you're scheduled to come between 12 and 2 let me check on that so he puts me on hold for about 15 minutes he comes back he tells me that my bike is on the van but the the people that are coming had to step in for someone else so they're like doing double duty they're taking on you know double the deliveries so he just said they'll call you 30 minutes out and so what I didn't think to ask my brain farted in that moment and I said okay because it's about to be dark outside do they deliver after dark that's how I worded that question afterwards I realized I should have said how late do they do deliveries but you know I'm an idiot so I get off the phone Brett and I make dinner it is uh, seven o'clock and Brett's like call and I'm like I don't want to call because they're going to know that it's me because if I call they're going to reach out to the guys on the truck and they're going to be like this bitch again and then they're I don't know I don't want to get things fucked up so instead I start googling things and I'm reading all these horror stories of people that didn't get their bike delivered on the delivery date and then it gets extended like two months out so I'm like fuck this I'm going to call well of course Peloton's customer service is fucking closed so I start doing all this research and I find out the third party that delivers is XPO so I find a phone number for them I call them I give them my name my information my phone number I'm not in their system so I'm like okay they're clearly not the ones delivering it and so at this point I'm livid because it's a almost eight o'clock and I'm posting on Instagram I can't find any phone numbers I write them a strongly worded email saying that I've had nothing but problems I was like I knew this was going to happen to me I fucking knew it it's just my luck with you guys because I've had the worst luck I and from what I'm reading online people either order bikes treadmills or whatever from peloton and it goes seamlessly and that's been my experience with people dming me that have some of their products it either goes perfect or it's an absolute nightmare like there's no in between so i write this strongly worded email i was so fired up i was like i'm gonna wake up hell early tomorrow because their hours are eastern time um i was gonna wake up hell early i was gonna call them i was like telling people that were dming me i'm gonna make it my life's mission mission to write a str- i was gonna write a strongly worded letter like you think people are paying two thousand dollars if you paid something hello mr ceo of peloton if you paid over two thousand dollars for something and you were told it was going to be delivered what if i had a job and i took the day off like you just don't give a shit about people's time it doesn't matter to you your guys customer service is fucking trash i was gonna send an email to everyone 
that I could get my hands on. Any email address I could find, I was about to write a letter, handwritten, one of my thank you cards that I send out for the What the Chuck podcast. <clears throat> I was going to make it my life's mis- mission to like, I don't know, make them make this right. I don't know what I wanted out of it. Just like someone from that company to say like, yeah, we've totally fucked up your experience. But no one takes accountability. They just do not care. There's such a demand for these that they can get away with it because they know people like me just want the bike. We're going to put up with it until we fucking get the bike and hopefully just wash our hands of it afterwards. So... I'm sitting on the couch and only one person said, well, maybe they'll still come. I I was like, I doubt it. I was trying to look up like window times online. I couldn't find anything. And all of a sudden I get two missed calls in a row, but they don't ring more than once. And it's a New York number. I try to call it back and it says this mailbox is full. And then I get a text, a text that reads verbatim. Let's see. Let me pull it up because I posted it on my Instagram and everyone was fucking making fun of it because it's Okay. It says, hi, is Peloton delivery arrived in 30 minutes? Tanks. And I'm like, okay, this is definitely coming from a fucking third party. When I got that text, I knew it. So Brett and I are all excited. I run upstairs. I put real pants on. I put a bra on. Brett puts a hat on. Like, we're ready for these fucking people to come in. And I read online and I also heard from people that when the Peloton people deliver, they have you get on the bike. They measure or they like set it all up for you. Well, right when these guys walked in, I knew they weren't Peloton guys. They showed up in an unmarked van. Um, they were nice. One of them spoke English. One of them did not. I'm, I don't know which one fucking texted me. But they basically said they were they deliver bikes in San Francisco, in like rich, the Richmond area. <clears throat> so they were out there delivering bikes, and they were done for the day. He said that they finished around 1 or 2 o'clock, and then they got dispatched to deliver another bike. And it wasn't until they got into Sacramento that they realized where they were going. They were like, damn, this is fucking far. So they set my bike up super quick. They showed me just how to do the basics. Luckily, Brett pays attention and, you know, is a smart person. So he saw it all. And then they left and that was it. And so here we are all excited to get the bike. I've put in blood, sweat and tears to fucking get this bike. Like I've done all the legwork. Brett was not even interested. I don't even think he, I mean, he did realize what we were getting, but he is just like not has not been present through this whole experience. It has not stressed him out. I literally think one of the times me and him got in a huge fight, it was the stress of dealing with their customer service that spilled over into my real life. Like I couldn't control it. This motherfucker doesn't even have shoes for the Peloton yet. I'm the one that has shoes. Gets on the bike, does a class while I'm sitting there. And then when when he's done with the class, you have to install like the clips to the shoes and I'm like please do this I don't know how to do this I'm gonna fuck this up he goes I'm too tired I'll do it tomorrow so I did not sit on the bike I did not do anything on the bike nothing blood sweat and tears all I want is to do something on this bike see how it works so Brett gets off goes and takes a shower we get in bed I've Brett has been sleeping like a baby lately. I don't know what it is. And all of a sudden I can't sleep at night. My mind is just working. I'm thinking about everything. And then I'm thinking about how I can't sleep. And then I'm thinking about how uncomfortable I am. And then I'm thinking about the bursitis in my elbow that's killing me because Brett is crowding me on my side of the bed. So last night, as if I I mean, I've already been having trouble sleeping because my mind won't turn off and I'm laying there thinking, God, it's just in the living room and I don't even know, like I haven't experienced it yet. I don't understand how it works. Like I want to just go down there. Oh, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow. Like it was the night before all over again, because that's how I felt the night before. I was just so excited to get the bike and experience it. So I wake up this morning. Oh, and here's another thing I got for the bike, both of us a pair of shoes, and then I got headphones 
and waits because the headphones, like if Brett wakes up, obviously super early because he still has to work. So he's obviously going to be doing the bike early. So I said, here are the headphones. I got these for like when one of us is asleep or like if you're on a conference call, we could just plug these in so that we're not disrupting the other person. Cool. Got it. Capiche? Perfect. Wake up this morning to good morning Peloton or fucking some girl in some class. Brett takes is on the bike for an hour and a half from 7 a.m. or no 6 a.m. to 730. I don't know what time with no headphones in. So not only did I not sleep last night, but then he woke me up because he didn't put the headphones in that I bought specifically for circumstances like that. Oh, for the fucking good, good Lord. <laughs> so I come downstairs and I'm like, he's like, oh, you'll never guess what I did. I'm like, oh, no, Brett, I've been listening to it. I listened to you take a scenic ride. I listened to you take a class. You did a hip hop class. I know what songs they played. I fucking heard it all. <laughs> so it's my turn. Finally, Brett comes upstairs. I can't figure out how to clip clip them on. So he has to help me get clipped on. And the second I sit down, I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be a rough couple weeks getting used to this seat. Like I was so sore. And then the resistance, like I said, was just like how the up to 50. Like, no, I could could go like 45 max. And that was a struggle. And then I felt like it was adjusting on its own. Is that a thing? How does that happen? And then also keeping my elbows straight, like I have bursitis right now, you know, I'm kind of getting over it, but it like, I don't know, some days I don't feel it at all. And some days it's fucking miserable. So keeping my arm like kind of bent, but kind of straight was like, oh, fucking killing it. So I did a class. It was amazing. And then afterwards, Brett's getting ready to go to a job site and I want to get off for a few minutes. And I can't get off and Brett's in the shower and I'm panicking. Like I just, you know, you just want to get off and I'm like, feel like I'm going to be stuck. And I'm like screaming for Brett and he comes down. He's like, you have to figure it out. And I've lost it. I was like, you have to get me out of this. You have to get me out of this. Like I was full blown having a panic, a panic attack. I was like, come help me, come help me. And then as soon as he got one foot out, I was able to get the other foot out. And then he's like, God, calm down. I was like, I just, I don't, I don't know what's happening to me this morning. I don't know if it's from last night. I'm sorry. I was like, I just felt, I panicked. I couldn't get out. He was like, well, you're gonna have to figure out how to get out on your own. So then he tells me that he's leaving for work. And I was like, oh, I wanted to do another ride, but I don't want to get stuck on the bike. He's like, well, if worse comes to worse, just take your shoes off. And I'm like, oh, good point. So Uh, He left. I did another scenic ride. I did get stuck. And it's weird because I can get out when one foot's on the ground. So I took one shoe off and was able to get the other shoe out. And then I put my foot back in the one that was stuck on the pedal and got it out. But I'm really going to need to figure that out because it's very inconvenient. But yeah, um, I'm excited to get used to it. My butt is really killing me. And like my inner thighs, oh, just a bad thing to get used to. It's not very nice. And also... Everyone that told me about the Peloton said it was like fairly small. It's a lot bigger than I thought. And so we have this like pretty living room. Not I don't want to say a formal living room. It's actually the living room that we should sit in because it has a huge TV in it. It's just not um, we got the, the TV. We bought it off the people that owned it as well as the couch. So it's just not our stuff. So I think that's why we don't sit in there. But we should because it's uh, the lower living room. So it's better insulated in the summer and in the winter. The TV's bigger. Anyways, that's where we put it. And we had to move cats. Chuck's cat tree. Chuck is scared of the bike. He doesn't know what it is. And it's right by his litter box. So I'm like, please, oh, excuse me, please don't start peeing on things. Anyways, it just doesn't go like I thought it was going to go. I might put a picture of the living room up on my Instagram so that you guys can maybe give me some suggestions on how I can move things around. The couch cannot move. It fits very snug in the space that it's in. We do have a little like recliner chair that no one sits in. It's just there for decoration. And I think the bike could go there and look nice. I don't know. 
I'll post a picture of my setup on my Instagram and maybe you guys can give me suggestions because right now I just don't love where it is and I feel bad because I don't want to move cats. Chuck's cat tree. I keep saying cats, cat tree. I don't even fucking know what I'm at. Am I seizing up right now? Um, I keep, I don't want to have to move his cat tree. I feel bad. I don't want to like disrupt his life. I'm so freaking ridiculous. The other day, you know, the um, toy that I've been posting on social media, the radio that I got for the dog. So I've been letting Chuck sleep with it to um, get his scent all over it. The other night I was like, Chuck loves that toy now. So now I don't want to give it to the dog. And that's what started giving me anxiety about the dog. I'm like, oh, but Chuck just has such a nice life. I don't want to disrupt it. Like I'm so concerned about that cat. It's freaking next level. Anyways, last thing I'm going to say is if you follow me on the Peloton app, you can find me at Megan Rage. Um, Don't pay attention to the calories because I don't have a heart rate monitor, so it's not accurate. Okay, thank you very much. So what a crazy 24 hours. I'm so happy that we finally have it. Um, I hope that that's the end of it. Please do Peloton gods. Oh, so I was so – I'm still tempted to write an email, but then also – why should I hold on to that anger and stress? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I mean, I don't need it. I don't need to write them. My issue was resolved. I could just move on with my life. But I also am just, oh, I want them to know. But I know that I shouldn't hold on to that like rage and anger and emotion because it doesn't serve me. Right? Am I right? Or should I still let them know that they suck and make it my life's mission to like, I don't know get money knocked off of my bill or something. I don't fucking know. I mean, what if I did have work and I missed a whole day's work of yesterday? Ah! Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Chuck, I'm sorry. Oh my God. So Chuck has suddenly, um, he, he can't jump up onto things because he only has three legs, you know? And I think part of it is a, he's not able to, and part of it is a confidence thing. So I'm just not used to him jumping up onto high surfaces. And there's a big filing cabinet right next to me. And he just jumped from the floor to the filing cabinet, which is like something that he would not typically do. And it scared the shit out of me. And then me yelling just scared him. Hold on. on that note, I'm going to read you your moonlight gratitude nighttime sleep meditation. I read this to you last week. I feel like this could be like a good thing that we can do because it'll force me to read it more. And um, you can know what your daily fucking thing is. Okay, let's see. Should I do today's? I'll do today's and tomorrow's since you're going to listen to this tomorrow. Some of you will. Some of you won't. So November 3rd, election day. Let's see what today's is. To act out of love is to act from a vulnerable place where the heart is open and ready to give. Keeping the heart open and giving love is a great feat. When we do small things from this place of openness and love, it changes the giver and the receiver. Imagine if we did one small thing every day with love from our open hearts. <sighs> Man, my heart is still pounding from that Chuck situation. Whew. He does not jump up on things like that. Like, I'm shocked. Good for him fucking killing it. Chuck's going to be on the Peloton before you know it. Okay. November 4th, when you're possibly listening to this, stillness invites things to come mentally and physically. Frantically going about life can leave little room for invitations and explorations. Finding a place of inner calm brings moments of clarity and attracts opportunity. At the end of each day, take the time to pause and reflect. Let go of any troubles that occurred during the day. Open the mind to the lesson that arose and be grateful for what transpired. I feel like that kind of applies today. I feel like that's kind of a sign that I should not write the people and just let my issue go with them. And I think that's what I'm going to do. 
I suddenly can't sleep. I know I haven't even tried any sleep remedies just because melatonin gives me weird ass dreams. I know I could start drinking calms. I don't know what it is that I'm doing. Brett literally drank a Red Bull last night before bed and slept and he never sleeps. And I traded with him somehow. I want to trade back. (laughs) And now I know how he feels like listening to someone that's sleeping soundly is the most irritating thing in life. I'm like, motherfucker. And I want to be on my phone, but I purposely have a very short phone charger so that I can't be on my phone while I'm in bed. So it's very hard for me to be on my phone in bed. It's not comfortable. Maybe I could get like a little head reading lamp because I've been really wanting to read in bed, but it's dark. And then I, but then I don't want to disrupt Brett. So yeah, I don't know. Sleep remedies. I need to, I need to try something that's not melatonin because I've been already been having crazy ass dreams. I can't afford to have even crazier ones. Um, I have a question for all you homeowners out there. Is it normal for people to try to buy your house? <laughs> like I've been getting an influx of spam calls from people asking me if I'd be willing to sell the house. And yesterday I got a letter in the mail and it looked like it was, I mean, it's handwritten and it says it's from St. Louis, Missouri. That's where the stamp is. But then the return address is on Howe Avenue. It's addressed to me. I mean, and then the letter inside, it's like a little post like a like a like a cue card almost and it's handwritten in blue ink and it says dear Megan in cursive by the way what are your plans for and then it has my address I have prepared a cash offer that I'd like to discuss with you if you're interested in selling as in as uh, it's hard to read as in please give my office a call thanks in advance sincerely Mike G G and G and Canelli I don't fucking know but then someone knocked on our door the other day and asked if we wanted to sell. And then I saw someone drive by recently and take a picture of the house. Now, I've seen picture people take pictures of the house before. Um, someone, uh, when we were outside once, was like, hi, I'm selling a house in your neighbor or in your neighborhood. We're doing an appraisal and I'm comparing houses that sold for um, similar value. So maybe that's why someone took a picture. That is plausible. But I just don't understand why people are constantly calling and now writing handwritten letters asking if we... We want to sell the house. Is that a normal thing or is this some like, obviously we're not selling the house, but is this like a scam thing? Like, should I be concerned about this? I don't fucking like getting letters in the mail about people trying to buy the house. Like that gives me anxiety for some reason. Please advise. We started watching The Vow. I saw last week I was doing show prep and I saw that this guy, which I now know is Keith Raniere, got sentenced to 120 years for basically being a cult leader, sex trafficking, blah, 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 blah. Now, I couldn't talk about this on the air because there was some weird word like it was like a mixture of letters and like Roman numerals. And I didn't know what the fuck it was. And I was talking about it when I went to go watch The Bachelor with my friends. And my friend Anna was like, that's that show that I told you to watch on HBO called The Vow. So Brett and I started watching it in the first couple episodes. It is really good and it is really interesting but I was reading reviews afterwards and people seem to agree it does drag like what is nine episodes probably could have been just one long long documentary so it's basically about this guy who has a very high IQ who started this organization and it's I can't really explain it because it's such a mind fuck but he gets people involved and it's basically just like this higher way of thinking but it's actually very manipulative and he ends up um create creating this women's group but they don't know that he's behind it at first and these women are getting branded and they're um recruiting other people to be underneath them and they're calling them slaves and the slaves are calling them master and allison mack who was in smallville Allie Mack and she's in other things too because I never watched Smallville but I recognize her 
is like the top of this master slave chain. So he gets sentenced to 120 years. She is getting sentenced any time now. So the whole documentary, Brett and I are like, oh, this is so good. But then it's like, fuck, man, we've already seen this. Like it's it just kind of drags. We're like, wrap it up. But then, of course, the last 10 seconds in on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, documentaries or a docuseries normally doesn't do that. And I looked and it has been renewed for a second season. And I think season two is going to be very fucking good. So... <clears throat> While it is a little slow at times to watch, I would recommend watching it just because I have a feeling that season two is going to be good. Also, you would think that the makers of the documentary would read the feedback on multiple articles. I was seeing that it was the people thought that it was very like long and dragged out a little long winded. So hopefully they'll take that and like make adjustments going forward on season two. But it's very interesting. It's a, t- a total mind fuck. I feel so bad for those women. Um, so many different opinions on it. Like they could have gotten out at any time. But man, this guy was so smart in the way that he ran things. Just he made it feel like a family. And like, I mean, you just got to watch it. But just be prepared. It's not the most thrilling thing. Like even at the end, when you're like, you're just like, what? We know he's a bad guy and we know like a general idea of what he's been doing. But like, what is it exactly like? I want the nitty gritty details. That's why we watch documentaries like that, right? But there's also this one woman in it who's trying to get her daughter out. And she is an actress from the show Dynasty that's popular in England, I guess. But they're also part of a royal family, like they're cousins with Prince Charles. And her daughter, India, is in the cult. And I've read interviews that she has now testified against Keith, that she has come to her senses. So I'm really hoping that she's going to be in season two because she was a main focal point of season one. It's just crazy. So crazy. So now we're going to get back into our regular shows. We're going to get back to Love Island. We kind of felt we needed a break from Love Island. Man, it gets a little overwhelming, especially since we watched the U.S. season and then an English season back to back. And then I don't know if this is just me, but whenever I'm watching a show, a reality TV show, like I'll start following everyone from the show. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love them so much. Like I watch their stories all the time. And like I'm always liking their stuff. I even comment sometimes like I'm that girl. I'm that bitch. And I'm not ashamed. Selly, I was commenting on her shit. Um, And then a couple weeks after they've been off the show or after a couple weeks after the show stops airing I'm fucking annoyed by them trying to sell things or just doing a question and answer and every time they answer a question it's like a thirst trap like it just gets super annoying like the fame just gets to their head so I'm cycling right now I'm about to unfollow everyone from Love Island USA because I'm sick of them except for Sally because I love Sally um but then I I followed everyone from the Love Island UK season six I'm about to unfollow all those bitches because they are hella annoying all they've been talking about is how England's about to go back on lockdown which yeah England is about to go back on full-blown lockdown starting this Thursday everything's closed down again I think till just December 5th or 6th so yeah, everyone that I follow that's from England is talking about that and how they're preparing and how everyone's um, panic buying again, like no toilet paper, nothing on the shelves. Fucking scary. I hope that does not happen here. But yeah, I'm just about to cycle through and unfollow all those people because it just gets annoying. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Funny that Brett went to work today. So Brett... <laughs> Does He works from home. He does go out to sites every once in a while, but for the most part, he's at home. Like, he doesn't really go into the office very much. So the neighbors think that he doesn't work. And sometimes when he goes outside, the neighbors will be like, oh, I see you went to work today. Or I see you went to work yesterday. And Brett's like, oh, actually, I'm working all the time. Like, overtime even, weekends even. He's like, I just work from home. But they're old and they, like, don't understand or they don't hear him yelling from across the street. And Brett gets so pissed. So Saturday... 
Brett's outside trying to cut um, a tree out of the side of our yard where we're going to put the dog run. And I'm inside making a breakfast casserole that I fucked up royally. (laughs) It's funny because Brett doesn't like croissants. He thinks that croissants, American croissants or croissants from America are puff pastry with sugar on them. They taste just like puff pastry. It's just this. So I told him I was going to make this croissant casserole that I used to make back in the day. Um, when I say back in the day, like a couple years ago. And he swears that he didn't like it, but I knew that he did. So I he was complaining about it all day when I was making it. I fucked up the recipe. Brett ended up loving it. And Amanda and I ended up hating it. So funny how that happened. So I'm inside making a breakfast casserole or trying to make a breakfast casserole. And I hear our alcoholic neighbor poke his head over the fence. And this guy, he pokes his head over the fence all the time, repeats himself, never remembers conversations that we previously had, asks the same questions five minutes apart like he's the fucking worst. We avoid him at all costs. He pokes his head over the fence and he's like, hey, I see you went to work a couple times last week. And I lose it in the kitchen and I hear Brett go um I work all the time I'm working from home and you know just because my truck doesn't leave and he's like oh okay he said so you did work a couple times last week because he's drunk he's like not processing what Brett's saying and Brett comes in and I'm fucking dying laughing because I'm like the whole neighborhood thinks that you don't fucking work and I know they know I don't work because I'm I never leave the house the only time I ever leave the house is to go to hot Pilates or to go to the grocery store So my ass is in here all the time. Uh, So it's just so funny that all the neighbors just think that he doesn't work. It makes me laugh and it makes Brett very irritated. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend telling him that or do because it's funny for me. (laughs) Oh, God. Something else that I watched this week was Love on the Spectrum. I started it just on a whim and I got so into it. It's so cute. And then it's only five episodes. I was so disappointed. Like I was just getting into it and then it ended. And I'm like, wait, what the hell is this? So Brett happened to walk in and he was like, oh, is this the Australian version? I thought it would. I thought they were English. I did not even realize that they were Australian. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he said, there's an English version of this show. There's tons of season of it, seasons of it. And it's called The Undateables. Well, if you're not guessing what love on the spectrum is, it's people that are autistic that are out trying to date and find love. And so there's an English version called The Undateables. I feel like that is such a negative, like rude title. I don't like that at all. I did try to watch it, though, and we couldn't find it anywhere, not on any streaming services. So I really hope that Netflix brings back another season of that show because I just love I love them. Right before I met Brett, I had become a registered volunteer for the Special Olympics. That's like always been something that I'm so interested in. I remember when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I read a National Geographic because, you know, you had silent reading at the beginning of school, or at least I did. And in this National Geographic one of the issues, there was this woman who only adopted special needs kids. And I've always remembered it. She had like 18 sons and daughters, like 18 kids. And they all were autistic or had Down syndrome. And I remember that like speaking to me at such a young age. And so I've always wanted to volunteer like with the Special Olympics. But then I literally got certified. Like I got the certification like a month before I met Brett. And I, you, you have to like you can start volunteering in cycles. So I like had to wait for the, I think that's how it worked, like for the upcoming cycle. And then I met Brett and then we started doing long distance dating and I never ended up doing it. And so watching the show is just like, oh, I love them so much. I want to volunteer or I wish I could find a job like working with special needs adults, but you need like a degree for that, don't you? I Is there a such thing where like I could go to someone and tell them what my interests are and they could help me find a job? <laughs> Because if so, I need to go to that person because there's like so many things that I'm interested in. I just don't know. The only thing that's popping up in my Indeed is like 
obviously, you know, when you put in my field radio, there's not radio jobs popping off anywhere. Um, so the only other thing that I've done is like office tech type work and all the jobs that are popping off right now are not popping off in my life, if you know what I'm trying to say. So I just need help finding something that speaks to me, you know? I'm going to get into The Bachelorette really quick and then I'm going to tell you um, the story or the thing, this big announcement that I had that ended up not happening um, that I've been holding off on telling you for a while. I'm going to tell you what that was. But first, The Bachelorette is on Thursday this week, so I'm not going to be able to talk about it on my podcast because this obviously comes out tomorrow. But I did rewatch last week's episode after the bar. I watched it the very next day. I did have so much fun at the bar. I stand by that. But it was very hard to hear. I was in a group of five, so we were talking a lot, and I feel like I missed a lot. So while I do want to go again, it's not something that I would do every single week, you know, because I missed a lot. And the whole point of, like, my podcast and, like, I do a lot of live tweeting, la, 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 la. I know that's not super important, but it's part of, like, what I do and what I talk about when it's on. So, like, I kind of need to pay attention. There's so much that I missed. I missed Claire pulling away from that guy when they were going to kiss. Like I missed that whole thing. I didn't really know what happened. So I had to see it the next day. And holy crap, she is crazy. Like she leaned. It's like the thing from Hitch. She leaned in 90. He leaned in 10. Maybe she leaned in like 85. I don't know what it was, but he didn't pull away. She's the one that stopped that kiss. And yeah, he did get a little too aggressive with her afterwards. Like he didn't need to like grab her the way that he did. But he was just saying like, look, I'm interested. Like I want to kiss you. Like he was trying to show her like I didn't pull away from you. I want you. And she just was like not interested. And then she sent Chris to break up with him. I think that was such a douchey move. that whole episode it's I've gotten so many people to watch the bachelorette this season shout out to my friend Bree who has never watched the bachelorette who is now obsessed I love that because that's what it what it took for me it took me watching a season to get interested and invested in the franchise so welcome everyone that's now invested I'm excited um for you to keep watching I hope that the rest of the season pans out I hope that it's good I did read somewhere that once they bring Tasha in and Claire's out they are still going to be following Claire and Dale on their journey so I'm curious to see what happens there I would fucking love it in a perfect world Tasha would show up and Dale would be like bye Claire never mind I'm staying here for Tasha I feel bad no I don't really mean that I mean I do but I don't I'm not rooting against Claire and Dale like I I, I would never be like I hope they fail Do Do I think they're going to? Yes. But I mean, I hope it works out for her. There is no chance that that's going to happen, but I hope it does. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens on Thursday night. I'm so happy that they're going to going to air an episode this week. I know it can't happen tonight. I'm glad that they're pushing it out till Thursday. It's actually very surprising to me that they're doing that. First, they started airing the season or the episodes on Tuesdays. Normally it was on Mondays. And now instead of skipping a week, they're airing it on a Thursday. I feel like Bachelorette is getting whoo, wild out here. Um, this is us. Did anyone watch that? I won't spoil it if you haven't. But the first episode of This Is Us. I thought it was going to be two hours not interrupted. That was a lie. The first 30 minutes had no commercials. And then I feel like there was a commercial after every sentence someone spoke. But it was really good. The ending was fucking mind blown. I don't know how the This Is Us writers keep track of all the storylines while talking about things that are happening in the world, in the news, being so relevant. It it, it just really freaking blows my mind. Um, I know that Justin Hartley was on Ellen last week. I wanted to watch that, but I'm just like not into Ellen. I used to like see guests that I wanted to watch. And I, I, I one there was one year where I recorded Ellen, but my DVR got too fogged up. So I'll go back and watch clips. But I just have not been interested in that this year. Does anyone else feel like that? 
Is, is, has Ellen changed for anyone else besides me? <laughs> the story. The, the big announcement that I thought I was going to have where I just totally jinxed myself. I shouldn't have said anything and maybe it would have happened. So a while back, I applied for the real world. Um, they didn't accept me, but they asked me to be on Dating Naked. And I kind of started going through the process before I thought, like, there's no way in hell I'm actually going to do this. Ever since then, my name's kind of been in a, like a database, I guess. So every once in a while, casting directors reach out to me to apply to be on shows. A while ago, it was the Beat Shazam with Jamie Foxx, but... You had to have a Zoom interview, and back then I didn't have a computer with a camera, so I never ended up applying. And last year I applied for a show. What's that show with Elizabeth Hurley? Um, no, Alex Alec Baldwin. That's the one I'm thinking of. Gay, match? I don't match show something like that I applied to be on that but it was very awkward because if you've never um, applied for a game show a casting director gets on FaceTime with you and then you play they ask you questions and then you play the game with them and then they have you react as if you're reacting on the show if you were actually getting the questions right or wrong which is very awkward and very hard especially when you're doing it by yourself I never got a call back after that one for Alec Baldwin so most recently, a casting director reached out to me about a new show, new game show that's going to be on, I guess, the beginning of next year that they're filming for, and you do it in couples. So I submitted myself and I submitted Brett, and we got a call with a casting director, and we were just on this day. I went and p- picked up wine with Cody and Amador right before, so I had a little bit of wine. The guy loved us. He was cracking up, which I thought it was either going to go one way or the other. I thought Brett was going to clam up because he doesn't like talking in front of people. He doesn't like talking to people, or he was going to ramp it up like Brett does. And he ramped it up. So we were totally killing it. He played the game with us. I'm I'm not going to get into how the game, I don't know what the game's called yet. Or I do something get guess of, I don't remember. And I don't know who the celebrity guest is. They wouldn't tell, or the celebrity host is. They wouldn't tell us. I'm not going to get into how the game works because I mean, it's what, God, it's already at 45 minutes of this podcast. So it it was just kind of a complicated game. And it didn't matter if we got it right or wrong, because obviously when people are playing against each other on the actual show, someone's going to have to get it right and someone's going to have to get it wrong. He was like, look, don't worry if you get them all wrong. It's not a big deal. So after we like did an interview for 20 minutes, like we had we were telling him how we met. We were killing this guy. He was laughing so hard. Then we play the game and we bomb. We don't do a, a, a good job at all. And I realized after we're done that every time we got an answer wrong, I was going, fuck, which I really need to get that under control. I actually think that is what caused us to not get on the show because we get off the call. He tells us we're amazing. He tells us someone's going to be in touch. I get an email from, I guess, his boss saying, do not change. We loved you guys. Um, Let's move forward in the process. You have to actually fill out an application as if you applied for the show. Send us pictures of yourselves separately and together. They said, do not change your look from how we saw you on the video call. We love your look. So we submitted all this stuff. They said TV happens fast. So be on the lookout for, um, you know, the next steps. They said, are you available this date, this date, these dates? And we're like, yes, absolutely. And then we didn't hear anything like nothing happened. And so. I feel I feel like, you know, it went to the higher ups and they saw that. I mean, I can't be going fuck on whatever ABC or CBS or whatever channel it was going to be on if we don't get an answer right. So I think that's really what I'm the one that shot us in the foot is what I think. Like, I don't and I realized I was doing it and I kept thinking, stop doing that. Like next time you get an answer wrong, like just say, ah, shucks, like not ah, shit. So then a few weeks ago, the reason I didn't tell you guys is because a few weeks ago, another casting director reached out to me for that same show. And I said, 
we actually applied for this already and we did the interview and they really liked us and then like things have kind of been at a standstill and she said everyone that's going to be on the show is going to be notified before October 31st she's like so you still have time they're probably just like getting the dates organized and they'll reach out to you when yours is ready well October 31st has came and gone and we didn't get an email so yeah we're not going to be on the show which really sucks because you we could have won six figures which would be really nice right now even though it would have been taxed down to not six figures (laughs) five figures. That was the big announcement. That's not happening. It sucks. They were like, what would you do if you won the money? We were like, well, we're about to get a dog and you know, I haven't been working. It would just be so nice. La la la. But you know, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to happen. That's okay. Not a big deal. Maybe next time. I'm sure there will be more fucking shows that we can apply for somewhere in the future. I mean, I don't even, I hate watching myself on TV. So I'm like, maybe I'll do the Peloton for a year and then I'll apply for another show when I don't have five chins. Oh, God. All right. The playlist that we're still rocking with is WTC episode 20. You can find that on Apple Music and also on Spotify. I've been adding a ton of music to that. I feel like there's like good songs that I've come across from like previous years. Also new music that I've been throwing on there. I feel like it's a really good vibe. It's very eclectic. Follow me on Instagram at what the Chuck podcast. Please, please, please tell your friends about it. Rate, review, subscribe, share it with a friend, download it, listen to it twice, post it on your social media. I appreciate all of you for doing it all the time, listening, coming back every single week. You guys are amazing. Thanks for dealing with my high strongness, my hyperness this morning. Uh, Yeah, I know it's a lot, but that's just what it is. Talk to you guys next week. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at WhatTheChuckPodcast.